for great ideas and practical tools you can start using tomorrow to grow your business and separate you from the competition, you've come to the right place. If you're into B2B marketing and sales, then welcome to the one and only B2B marketing and sales podcast with over 60 and counting total years in the trenches of businesses, small and large. They have a plethora of knowledge and experience that generate you more leads, capture more clients, ring up more sales. Well, doggone it. Just make you more money. How about that? Always thought-provoking, yet dubiously entertaining. Please welcome to their respective microphones across three time zones, your co-ringmasters, the Dave Loomis, and not the rock star, Steve Miller. Hey everybody, this is Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad. I'm also known as not the, not the rock star. And uh, as always on our podcast, which is called the B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast. I think that's the first time I've successfully said that. The first time, I should say. <laughs> first time I've said that correctly the first time. So anyway, and my partner in crime is the Dave Loomis, and I want to hear you say it too. The Dave Loomis. There you see, I, I love I love his voice on that new microphone of his. Um, it just, it, he, he just sounds like he should be narrating uh you know a uh, uh one of those uh, uh a film strip from high school yeah or no, you know what's his name ken burns that... what's that guy's name ken burns oh ken burns yeah, yeah well, you should thank be you. narrating big one of compliment his, one of yeah, his a big documentary yeah a documentary yeah. voiceover right. person now that could be me yeah now before we kick kickstart this thing uh this time i want i do want for those of you that are on video that are watching this on video i do want to share with you something that we met we we talked about a while back a few episodes back and i'm going to show it to you i got some socks oh can you see my socks oh very nice orange socks what is the gray image on it that's my that was my dog Oh, okay. The dog. Yeah, my dog, dog who passed. Socks. My dog who passed away, and as an, in honor of him, I found these socks that you could put. You could send in a picture, and they would take take it and put it on your socks. So wow, but wow. they're orange. Amazing, so. amazing. Yep. Anyway, they're orange, and uh, uh, and the people that are listening to this have no idea what we're doing. So and we have an orange brand. We both have an orange fetish. Therefore, so, and we uh, believe that branding is important, and colors are important, and therefore. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, all that's going to be a topic. We will definitely have talk something about. that's your brand color. Yeah. So, all right. So now I'm going to I'm going to get us going onto the topic of the week, and the topic of the week is personas, or as they say in correct English, personas. Yeah. I don't know which one it's it sort is. Sort of a tomato tomato thing, isn't it? I think it, it is. I think it yeah. is. Yeah. And um, you, you know, doing personas or avatars. Uh, has kind of been, and I'm, I'm going to say it, okay, it's kind of been the rage, you know, for right. a, a number of years now. Um, we briefly talked about it in our last episode and decided that, well, we needed to expand our conversation on this. So, so um, I, and I personally have what I consider to be a fairly uh, um, contradictory attitude about, about these things. Mm -hmm. So I will be, but but because you are the, the the primo marketing guy here, I want to hear from you first about what you think about pers per personas. Do you say personas or personas? 
I think I say persona. Okay, then we will um, use it your way. Personas that uh, uh, I want. I want to hear what you think about personas. I want to hear how you how you develop them, how you you help your clients, and you have to do it in five minutes. So okay, okay, I will do that. Thank you. I think the word's been around for a lot longer than, uh, well, the concept's been around for a lot longer than the word. So if anybody is in marketing, I I have a a chapter in my book about stone age people. (laughs) They're like Gunther and, and, and other people like that. that That's right. That's right. Remember those, remember those guys? That was great. You did a a nice job. And, And the point of that was that, uh, they were they were trading with another another group uh, that was nearby them in another community, and they had to figure out that they had to create something that was of value to that other tribe in order to have a successful trade. And so they didn't have the word persona back then. In fact, all they grunted. They didn't even have language, probably. But let's say there were two or three. My fraternity people, was like it, that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You you were called what? Grunt. Okay. <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Trout or something. Yeah. Something yeah, clever, right? That's what I was called, trout. Yeah. So so back in the back in the old days, way, way, way back, I think that uh if there was more than two or three people that they had to target in this other made up uh, tribe community that they want to trade with, they had to think about, oh, for Sally, you know, I don't know what their names were back then, but, but uh, that we have to do this kind of product and we have to talk to her this way. And um, Gunther, well, he's this way. And the people that are in Gunther's little group, you know, kind of need this. And then there's uh uh, Uchoff and, uh, you know, Uchoff, good name. His people are very different and they're older and, you know, they, 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 they need this, this other product that we know how to make. So they, they did that. They targeted what they did to those people in order to make a successful trade. And they probably explained it in a certain way to them, uh, that would that they would relate to, and they learned that probably by trial and error. Hey, I'm going to explain it the same way to all of them. Didn't work. I'm going to explain it this way, and hey, lo and behold, they made the successful trade. Good job. I think I'm going to do that in the future. It's learning. So I think that's been going on literally since the beginning of time, and recently, now you say it's the rage personas. Okay. Well, now we have a name for it and we have big consulting firms that can charge gobs of money for two-day sessions to take a whole bunch of people through this process of creating personas. And hey, more power to them. I'm a marketing guy. So if if there's a need and somebody wants to to do that, that's, that's awesome. But I just think it may be the rage, but it's not new. What do you think about that? Well, I completely one million percent agree that it's not new. Uh, I mean, until I read your book, I really had no idea how far back it went. But uh, <laughs> right. 
But, you know, I, I think I mentioned in the last episode, you know, that, that I ran across this when I was consulting for Nordstrom probably 30 years ago. Right, right. You know, in, in the meeting with them where they started referring to Barbara in the, yes. in the meeting. Uh, and I had no idea who Barbara was. And it turned out that, that Barbara was their persona of their typical buyer. Yep. yep. So when you, you know, the idea that it's new, of course not. It's not new. It, just like a lot of stuff that marketing agencies these days, you know, have repackaged and kind yep. of renamed and stuff like that. Um, it's, they're, they're not new, you know, ABM is not new. Uh, um, and uh, uh, it's, it, it was, it's been around for forever. Uh, and, uh, and, and the same thing with this, uh, my, my attitude about it is, I think, I think we've taken it too far. Okay. Like you say, if it takes you two days in an in-depth, you know, workshop to go through and develop who that persona is for your company, um, I, I, I think the money that you spent on those two days is God's way of saying you've got too much money. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's that, that important to be that anal about it. Right. Okay. We want to know who these people are. Plus, and, I, and I'll throw this at you and then throw it back to you. Okay. I also think there's a very big difference between a, uh, 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 having an avatar in B2C versus having an avatar in B2B. Very much so. Very much so. I think that's, that's a, a really good point. So let's talk about that a little bit. Maybe uh, unpack that, as they say. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so let's talk about B2B. Going back to one of our, our, I think our last uh, episode, which was about the buyer journey. Right. One of the most useful ways to apply a persona is to not get too hung up on defining everything and, you know, to the nth degree about that persona, the basics. Right. But then for each, let's just say you have three key targets go through the whole buyer journey for each of them and determine how it's different and how they want to be communicated with. Like right. you, you, you like to say, uh, where's the moose, you know, find, find where that person hangs out. So where does this persona hang out? Right. Moose are different than bear and they're different than kangaroos and so right. forth. So where does that person hang out and what's their buyer journey and how do they act? Because, there, the persona is not an end in and itself. It's a means to an end. It's just to help us get a better idea of how to sell to them. That's really all it is, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, the whole point is to sell. Is to sell. That's that's the whole point. Now, you know, I mean, I I, I would suggest that that people go back to Harvey McKay's first book, uh, "Swim with the Sharks." Uh huh. Um, and you know, in there, he talked about you know, that, that with his uh, paper company or envelope company, I think it was, you know, it, that company um, that he, he developed what he called the McKay 66. And it was a questionnaire that whenever they had a new customer come on board, that the salesperson who was in charge of that, that account or something like that would start to fill out this McKay 66. And it was a very detailed questionnaire 
um, that, I mean, you didn't really sit and sit with the, with the customer and, and go through it, but you would, you would fill it out yourself uh, and it would give you a very, very clear uh, uh, um, idea of who this person was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and see, to me, we should be, we should be more like that. I, I don't think we should develop a persona that we then apply to all of our, you know, like if you have a, if you have, if you're selling, I don't know, you know, rotary transfer machine and you're selling it to job shops, you know, uh, that are say $50 million job shops, they've got 10, you know, 10 CNC machines on the floor. And, uh, and this one machine will replace those 10 stuff like that. So the owner is going to be the one who's, who's going to be making a decision on that. Cause it's not that big of a company. Um, I don't think every owner is the same. So the idea for us to say, oh, he's, you know, we, this is the persona of the owner of that job, that type of job shop. Uh, uh, I, I just don't agree with that. I think there's a, I think there's a commonality between maybe the companies and that's where, you know, like ABM comes in. Okay. Yep. Yep. But yep. once, once we're there, then I think, I think it behooves us to be as, um, personal you know to each each one of our prospects i came across a good quote from another b2b marketer like ourselves who's in this field uh named ardath albi have you ever uh have you i ever do not come, know her come across her she describes a persona as a composite sketch of a key segment <laughs> that's not complicated but it actually is very descriptive yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think the, I think the descriptions can be a lot simpler. Like when I describe the moose to me, like you say, okay, what do I need to know? All right. What do I need to, cause when we're not, the moose is the buyer, ostensibly yep. the buyer. Now there might be multiple types, multiple people who are in the buying decision process. They might be yes. influencers in there. Okay. You know, and that's why, you know, one of them is a moose. One of them is a bear. One of them is, a, you know, and, and, and what we need to do is we need to know, like you said, where do they hang out? Okay. And then number two, what are their hot buttons? Right. That's the thing. You find out what those two, you know, you find out where they are. You find out what their hot buttons are. Now I know how to talk to them. Right. Here's a fun concept that I came across when I was thinking about this and, and doing a little bit of research about our, our session today. Have you ever heard of an anti-persona? I have not. I, I hadn't either until I read about it. Are these protesters? And, what are they? Are they, they are not. <laughs> it's actually a persona that you make of the person you do not want to target. Okay. And I think it's kind of interesting because really good marketers believe in the idea of focus in that we can't be everything to all people. Right. If we try, we're just going to be really watered down and we're just going to do sort of okay across a bunch of different segments. But the more we target, the tighter we can get, the more niche and specific we can get. We're obviously giving up some things, but we're also, we have that prize of, you know, deep, penetration potentially into that into that segment and creating a anti-persona could help us at least remember or remind us mm-hmm. oh we're not targeting that person 
this is not our this is not our that's target right. market. That's right. That's and, right. And it could be it could give us a little bit of uh, I don't know something in a meeting where someone brings up an idea and you know you've been in these meetings where they where they bring something up and it sounds like a good idea and they're sort of politically you know powerful in the company or whatever. Yeah. And and then you could say, well, great idea only, except we don't target that persona, you know, that persona. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of a fun one that I, uh, that I came across and it it reminded me of um, Best Buy years ago. Do you remember this in like 04 or something like that? They came out publicly and said what kinds of customers they wanted and what kind of customers they did actually not want shopping in their store. Yeah. I don't remember that, but uh, cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. why are they why are they a shell of themselves now? I'm um, not sure. That's a whole that's, that's a, a whole other story. It might have worked for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. Might have worked well, for a little and while. I think I think that I think without question that there's absolutely nothing wrong with that approach. You know, and, and it's real simple. Like I was on a call with a client yesterday and I and they they were asking, like, how do you do, you know, how do you come up with a headline for a you know an ad or or something like that? You know, and I said I said, well, you know, let's let's remember who's our tar- who's our moose, okay? And uh, so, so like, let's say they're whether it's a magazine or whether they're flipping through something online, and then this pops up, and up at the top of it, it instead of saying, instead of saying, we have the best widgets, you know, money can buy. Instead of saying that, you just you just simply say to them, um, are you a moose? If you're not. You don't have to keep reading this. You can stop right now. But if you are a moose, you probably want to keep reading. That's excellent. See, and and to me, that's where that happens. You know, because now the people who are not moose, they just leave. Right. You know, they, we they don't go to the we next. We actually, day. we actually don't want them. We don't care. We're trying to home in on on a particular yep. target. Yeah. Exactly. So you asked about B2B versus B2C. B2C is pretty tricky when it comes to persona. There, there can be so many of them. And there were these research companies that, that years ago have created names for different, uh, different segments. And you can target people you know, down to, at least in their home now, everywhere, based on their zip code. Well, I, I, but I that think stuff. that, yeah, I agree. But, but I also think with consumers, a lot of it has to do with demographics uh and and interest uh you know because like golfers hang with golfers you know right. uh, rich people hang with rich people you know that type of stuff right and um uh, um you know and and so i think that in that sense it is a little bit easier in the consumer world to uh it, it, unless you unless you're just a straight commodity right uh, then then right. you know there's not really a lot you can do. <laughs> right. I, I have a friend who is uh, in charge of branding for what is now called the Cleveland Guardians baseball team. Oh, it was formerly the Cleveland Indians baseball team. And he, he's been in charge of the name. They're, they're called the Guardians now. Yes. Yes. They have That's changed their, their new name. name. Yes. They've changed their name. Hmm. And he was in charge of the name change too. And, and all the new branding that, that comes out. But over the past couple of years, they've used what they consider to be attendee personas. 
yes. and, 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 and they have names for them because of their behavior. And it, and, and it helps them with not just purchasing and targeting, but also for customer experience. Yes. Because they create things that they know family man Dan right. would like. Right. And they 100%. create things that baseball Brandon would like. Right. Or occasional Kayla. I made, you know, I kind of made these yeah, up, but these sure. are similar to what their actual personas are. I, I, um, I often hold these uh, uh, boot camp events, whatever you want to call them, you know, where I'm teaching people about being uncopyable. And one of the things that I teach, which is the basis of my next book, is stealing genius how to go and study, you study alien opportunities and then you steal ideas from them and bring them back into your world. And one of the places I've used a lot is are the Seattle Mariners. And uh, because I'll, what I'll do is I'll get like, a, I'll get like a suite and then bring the, bring this whole group of people in and we'll be in a suite. And then I'll say, okay, for the first four innings, you cannot be in the suite. You have to be out in the park. And I want you to come back and tell me all the different target markets that the Seattle Mariners have. And, you know, and, and when you take, when you, when you open your eyes like that and you go through the ballparks, like you say, and you find areas for, you know, for families, right. You find yeah. areas for sing, the single people are over here. Okay. The rich people are down, the, 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 the rich people are down here. The corporate people are up here. Corporations are up here. And in fact, there was one area that that I and I, I said to these guys, I said, I, I will be shocked if, if you guys find this. Um, but a lot of a lot of ball ballparks, um, not every game, but a lot of them have uh, um, knitting sections. Knitting seriously. Sections. Yeah. Seriously. Knitting sections where where people who, who like to knit. They also like to hang out together and talk and people who like to knit and like to go to baseball games, crazy combination, but they've actually found it. And occasionally, <laughs> and occasionally the, the Mariners will have that. And, and if you keep your eyes open, you will find that section. And, and the point is, is that not only, not only do their, is their messaging ahead of time, their marketing ahead of time goes to all of those different mark targets. Like you're talking about those different personas. Um, but also in the ballpark, the signage, you know, speaks to the specific group. And so if you're, if you're in the, you know, if you're a single, you know, you're, you're looking for, all you're looking for is the signage that's talking to you. Right. Because the signage will say, are you single? Are you looking for the single section? Like, well, the families ignore it and they, they go in the other direction. Right. Right. So right. It's, it's, it's really interesting how that works. Right. But I think, companies B2C and B2B, we're all wanting to be more inclusive now and making sure that we're covering all our bases, no pun intended. Yeah. Baseball Ooh, that's theme. a good one. Thank you. But I think that being sensitive to our different types of customers is an important thing and we can always improve on that. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't think that's, there's any question about that. And there are ways to do that. There, I think. I think there are ways to to approach some of this stuff. Um, I mean, we're out of time right now. 
uh, for this episode. But what I think we should do is kind of extend this topic a little bit into our next conversation, because I'd like I'd like to bring the concept of ABM into this, because that that kind of, it, you know, because it kind of fits in there. Account based marketing, account based, um, you know, or, marketing or account based management, management, marketing. Yeah, I like marketing. We can better. we can debate that. We can yeah. debate what the yeah. M is for. Yeah. And, and, and the, the real value of, of practicing ABM, uh, and then how do you, how do you connect the personas, you know, in there? Where, yeah. where do they come in? So is that, does that sound like a good topic for next I time? I love that topic. It's actually very topical, uh, because well, I'm working on a, on that very thing with a client right now. Well, so that's, that's perfect. There we go. We're going to solve that for you on our next. I love it. But next to time. round out the, uh, to, to come full circle on the persona piece, I really don't think that it's new. It's uh, a shiny object now in the way that the, in the word and the way that people have packaged it and the expectation that's on marketing people to create these elaborate. I guarantee you there, there, there are agency things. people watching us right now going, shut up. Yeah, shut up because I I I, mean, <laughs> I do a lot of work and and we but yeah. let, let's face it um they, they can still con- continue to sell that and they should it's just let's can let's remember this is all about driving sales this is yeah. that's what this is all about so it's not to create a persona because just for the sake of creating it it's it's for a reason. Yeah. So that we can sell to them and also, I guess, serve them better, serve them better for better customer experience. Make sure that we're we're acknowledging them. That sounds good. Sounds good. So, all right, I'm going to take us out of here. Do it. I, I, you know, and, and cause I, I don't want us to be, uh, get off base. <laughs> no, no, we're coming home. We're obviously, oh! ra- we just rounded third and we're coming You're home killing for me. sure. Bring us home. You're killing me, Smalls. All right. Uh, <laughs> you're right. So, okay, you everybody. really hey, knocked it out of the park on another this one, one for sure. you know, another one. I am not trout. I'm otter. But uh, um, Otter, okay. Remember otter? Yeah. Oh, remember yes, otter? Ab- absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so thank you for joining us again on our episode, on this episode of the B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast. Uh, and I am Steve Miller, better known as Kelly's dad and not the, not the rock star and take us out of here. This is the Dave Loomis. And it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. And thank you so much for joining us. Join us again for the next one, the next episode of the B2B marketing and sales podcast. We'll see you next time. Ciao. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the one and only B2B Marketing and Sales Podcast, the source for B2B Marketing and Sales Insight. If you enjoyed the podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave these old guys a five-star rating. Check the show notes for any links and contact information. You can always contact us by going to B2Bmarketingsalespodcast.com. Thank you, and keep on marketing. Keep on selling.